Hello, and welcome to Follow the Woo podcast, where each week I, Fenelon Kush, will guide you on a journey into the land of the woo. We're going to investigate witchcraft, meditations, the paranormal and supernatural, alien and fey encounters, gurus, shamanism, and, and, and all the woo. So hold on to your butt. This just might be the weirdest part of your day. Hello, humans. I hope you're doing well. Shit is happening. It's just like the end of 2022, I guess. There we go. It's over. I hope that you're managing the holiday madness well. Ash and I are doing a pretty decent job. We decided to get like all of our Christmas shopping out of the way early this year. Somehow it still seems to be mildly stressful though. I don't know. I guess that's just the nature of the season, which sucks because it's really like my season. I was born December 27th. My great-grandmother, Mumum, who I work with in a disembodied way now, her birthday was on Christmas and she was just in a very important element to our family. When my mom was pregnant with me, she craved one thing, to my knowledge, and that was eggnog, which I'm always really like proud of. I'm like, Christmas is in my blood. I'm not Christian <laughs> whatsoever, but I love the idea of the Christmas spirit. I think that it's just a nice time of year. We are supposed to. <laughs> we don't really, but we're supposed to slow down some and spend more time with people that we love and care about. And it's also a time to be like exceptionally generous. And I, th- I think we should be generous all the time, as much as we can possibly muster while not abandoning ourselves and our own intrinsic needs. But it seems like this time of year, we get permission to be extra generous. And I love giving gifts. So I'm pumped. I don't know about you. And we got the solstice coming up. I love the solstices. I think they're awesome power days energetically for doing spells and shit, but also I think it's a keystone for like the rhythm of the year. So anyway, yay for all those things. And if you're kind of the bah humbug type, I'm sorry, it'll be over soon. This week's episode is part two of my long chat with John Russell. They're always long chats with everyone, but especially John, we really get like, he's been on the show a bunch of times and we like to just catch up a couple times a year to see what's happening in his world paranormally and vice versa. (laughs) So the title of these episodes is On Better Ghost Hunting. And we veer from that a little bit, but honestly, everything that we talk about can be applied to doing better paranormal investigations. So we talk talk a lot about how Mothman's been coming up in my life. And I recently went to CryptidCon. And I will just say this about CryptidCon, this guy, and I'll have to dig up his name. He's really great. And um, he did a talk. And basically, at one point, he tried to convince the audience and not even convince. He was just like delicately tiptoeing around the topic of the idea that Bigfoot could be an interdimensional being. And it was like 90% of the audience in the place was packed, groaned, you know, and I saw a lot of let's go Brandon shirts and MAGA hats. So the far right Christian folks, they don't like the idea of Bigfoot or any of the cryptids being interdimensional. I don't know why. (laughs) But what's really interesting and what was so cool about that speech was he had collected actual data. Like, hey, look, if you pull out a map right here at this spot, there is a Bigfoot sighting. 
And also in that spot, there was a UFO sighting. So the guy, his name is Ben Hansen, and he has been on um, UFO Witness and a bunch of other shows. Like he's a famous dude. I really was curious about all of his data about how over and over again, people who had experienced UFOs also experienced Bigfoot sightings or other cryptid sightings. And I think there's something to that. But we talk all about that, not particularly CryptidCon, but the idea of like, you know, is Mothman interdimensional or not? And if you don't know who Mothman is, he is my best friend. I wish. I really would like to be friends with Mothman. Mothman is another cryptid that showed up really probably before this time, but in the 1960s, like 1966, 1967, there were just a lot of sightings. Specifically, the majority of them were in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is now like, there's like Mothman everything there. But yeah, there's been books and then there was the movie with Richard Gere, The Mothman Prophecies, which I need to watch again. Yeah, I think there's going to be a a trek to Point Pleasant soon, just because there's a lot of synchronicities about Mothman lately coming up for me. We also talk we also talk about aliens in this episode, mostly about what's going on with UFOs and what the government knows or doesn't know. We also talk about religion and how it gets in the way of being open-minded to paranormal happenings. And uh, John Russell is a psychic and he's a medium. He's been doing this work for 50 plus years. He's also a paranormal investigator. His life really is the paranormal to a very high degree. And uh, I love chatting with him. We always have a really good time. He's also an author. I mentioned some of his books in previous episodes and in the outro, I'll give you information to dig up all of that. So part two, let's do the woo. I wanted to pivot back to one of the subjects that's been beaten to death, as you said, <laughs> which is <laughs> the Mothman. Oh, yeah. 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 So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because whenever I chat with you, I love to talk about what's coming up in my life synchronistically. And the right. Mothman keeps coming up. You know, yep. somebody will text me about it. I, you know, I just ended up learning about this documentary I had never seen about it, which is very mm-hmm. fascinating. And so there's a lot of buzz around it. And, and I keep feeling kind of drawn to it. And I'd love to know just, first of all, what you know about it and what you think about that specific pheno- phenomenon. Yeah. Well, I think the Mothman is a real phenomenon. I think that we kind of hit that stopping point where the book was written, the movie was made, and there you go. And now we hold the festival. And, uh, you know, it's like the Roswell UFO Festival. You've got blow-up little inflatable UFOs, and you've got blow-up little inflatable green aliens, and you can go and have a, a special alien drink or a UFO lunch or whatever, this, and the other. So it's become a cottage industry. And it's good that you're drawn to that now because, there may be something stirring you to say, hey, let me investigate this, see what contact there is out there I may be able to make with this intelligence because it didn't just vanish and go away. And, you know, there's there's a lot more there to learn. How many people are out for a week in the woods, day and night, <laughs> camping with equipment, with psychics, with this, that, and the other, trying to contact this entity and see if it shows up again, see if it has a message, see if it manifests itself or whatever. That should be the Mothman Festival, not coming and get a stuffed Mothman at the store to give to your kids. You know? Yes, that, yes. So, uh, 
you know, we, we have this tendency to, uh, to monetize everything yeah. and to downplay the reality of everything and to make it something commercial. And that's what afflicts everything. That's, that's our problem with everything that and the religious aspect of things. Yeah. Because it's like I, I saw a documentary on remote viewing and UFOs, and there were a lot of people supposedly in Congress, the remote viewers, the military, the people that had had success, that had demonstrated that it was real, that were trying to advance these things and do these things. Uh, supposedly, there were a lot of people in Congress that were staunch right-wing Christians. And they said, well, that's of the devil. We don't deal with satanic stuff. We don't deal with things of the devil. We don't investigate that. UFOs are demonic. Uh, these psychic powers are demonic. So, you know, they, they shut these types of things down. And so we have the monetization of it. We have the religious knee-jerk attitude to it. And it's so funny. I, I talk to people. I'm an ordained minister, not the degree mill kind, a real ordained minister. <laughs> know the Bible inside out, upside down. I was associate pastor of a small church for a short period of time. In my studies of the Bible, it's really interesting because people will knee-jerk say, well, you shall not suffer a witch to live. Mm. And go and research the language that's translated in the Old Testament, the word that's translated witch, they have said should it more accurately be translated poisoner. You shall mm -hmm. not suffer a poisoner to live. You shall not let a, a poisoner live. And you say, well, what does that mean? And they say, well, at the time in that, that period of history, the best they can speculate, the best they can understand is that uh, one person or one family would get it in for another. And to get them, they would poison the communal well. Well, everybody in the town dies. If you let the poisoner live, they move somewhere else. They get it in for somebody else. They poison that. Pretty soon you've got Maldives mass killings on your hand. So don't let the poisoner live. Kill the poisoner. You stop the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's the interpretation. Back when I was, was studying and in the ministry and studying the Bible so hard, there's an old joke in the ministry that if you're young in the faith, you get a young's concordance. If you're strong in the faith, you get a strong's concordance. If you're crude in the faith, you get a crudence concordance. Mm -hmm. So I studied all the big concordances, and one of the most interesting things was that the word that we translate as serpent for the being that tempted Adam and Eve in the garden, the most accurate translation that they could render as an alternate translation was actually a creature that more, more likely resembled a gorilla, <laughs> not, not a snake. So you begin to find out all these things when you do the, the real research, and it's like the rabbi that went to the to Skinwalker Ranch, opened the portal and all this and all that. Oh, yeah. I've seen him post things on Facebook, and he said, this is my language. This is my religion. This is my history. You don't come in from the outside of this and try and tell me what this means. You can't do that. You don't understand the original language. And my wife is Jewish. We went to synagogue. We went to temple one time, and I was grabbed the, the Old Testament, which is all the Jews acknowledge. I don't acknowledge the New Testament. Right. I don't acknowledge Jesus the Savior. The Old Testament, that's it. Bam, that's the Bible. So while the, the rabbi is going on, I've got the, the Bible and I'm looking through it. And I'm like, man, this is really neat because they've got footnotes from Jewish scholars in the Bible. And I'm reading this. And one of the footnotes is this word here. I'm putting this in Texanese now. 
this word here, we're not real sure what the hell this means. <laughs> we think it might mean this. It could have the connotation of that. But in the context of the times, we're just not real sure. So we're giving it our best shot here. And we're going to say, this may be it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So no no definitive anything. And and that's from the people that wrote the damn thing and understand the damn thing. Yeah. So you have to understand when we're getting into all of this, you can't go, okay, this, 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 the Bible said, this said, that's it. No, 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 You can't do that. I'm going to piss off some people here, but you want to disprove the Bible real quick? There's a verse that says, Jesus said, heretofore you have asked nothing in my name. Now ask to do, that it be made full to you. If two of you on earth, two, agree as touching anything, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Bullshit. <laughs> How many people are at St. Jude Hospital praying for their child not to die yeah. or not to have cancer, to get well from cancer, the kid dies? Bullshit. So yeah. don't bring this religious crap to me and dump it on my door. So <laughs> let's get past all this nonsense and yeah. let's get down. Let's find out what the truth is, what works, what doesn't. And, you know, hell, the Baptist church up the street disagrees with the Baptist church down the street. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. Methodists disagree with this. And this is the, you know, get, let's get past all of that. Let's, let's agree that there's got to be a God, a creator, or something, a higher power. But, you know, do we have to believe that that higher power condemns somebody else to a hell or to a perdition or to a separation or to a reincarnation as a jackal or to some, you know, doomless void or what? What you know? Let's get past that, mm -hmm. and let's get past our knee-jerk reactions, and let's get down to hey, let's try and make this better. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was out on the highway, and my guardian angel said, "Move or be killed." That's the short version, but it's in my first book. People can read it. You know, I didn't say, "Is this a Buddhist angel? Is this a Christian angel?" <laughs> you know, from Scientology. I just said, "Okay, I'm masses <laughs> over here, and I, I live." Thank you. You know, yeah, 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 and, and that's what we've got to come to. You know, it's a little flipping to present it that way, but that's real. You know, that's that's what we've yeah. got to come to. Well, and it's a very hot topic right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. and, and I, I understand why you brought it up. But back to the Mothman, real quick. Do you, yeah. you know, you said you feel like this is what did you say? It didn't just vanish. You know, obviously there were all those sightings that happened in, in the 60s. It was like 1966, 67, I think. And, and then they, it kind of chilled out for a while. Do you think yeah. that the Mothman went to another dimension or do you think it's still there, but it's just sort of like laying low or what, what's sort of your, do you even have a theory about that? I feel like it slides in and out of dimensions visible and invisible. Yeah. And I feel like it has a purpose still on this planet because that's not the first place Mothman was seen. You know, right. Mothman was seen prior to, and Mothman has been seen since. And so obviously this is a messenger of some type for our planet, for our dimension at certain times. And I feel like that it's out there. That it's, you know, it, it hasn't left, it hasn't gone away. It's, you know, it's abiding its time for, you know, another incursion into our realm for whatever message, for whatever purpose. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have to continue to be open to those things, continue to remember that those things exist, that they have interacted with us. And there's a very, very strong probability that they will again. Yeah. And so I, I am firmly convinced that the intelligence, the being is there. I, I tell you, one of the revelations that has come to me about the way that beings manifest themselves to us 
and, and I'll transliterate this to Mothman, but I'll go back to Skinwalker Ranch to talk about it. You know, they're always talking about the Skinwalker, the Skinwalker. And the scuttlebutt is that the Skinwalker is a human that has gained such power that it can transform into a wolf or a crow or this or that or whatever. And so I've been really studying on this, really thinking about that. And I'm thinking, you know, on a, on a really bad day, it takes all the effort I've got to get up, get on my walker and go to the refrigerator for a beer. So how much power do I have to transform into a wolf that can run up and down the streets? And so I began to study on this and meditate on this. And what came to me from the other side was that it's not people transforming into these things, that the skinwalker is a supernatural spirit or being of animal content, if it wants to be, that then translates into or disguises or appears as a human. Mm-hmm. When that skinwalker reverts to its natural state, the assumption has been this person has become this thing. No, the skinwalker revealed its disguise. It right. shed the guise of being a human and revealed you what it really is. So that may be some of the thing with the Mothman is that it appears in the certain guise and that's not it at all. Yeah. And it may have other guys or other thing that, you know, we, we may not understand the yeah. full impact of the intelligence or, or what it is. The, did you see the Mothman prophecies with Richard yeah. Gere? Yeah. That, yeah. that movie scared the shit out of me. I, I, I was a lot younger when I watched it. And, and uh, it's a great I, movie. One of my favorite movies. It yeah. is a good movie. I have to watch it again. But one of the things, you know, that I'm, I'm curious your thought on, because we get into this a lot about like, are they benevolent or are they malevolent? You know, right. that movie, and, and I think it was sort of like what we were talking about earlier, the monetization of the thing. Like, I think they yeah. took John Keel's work and they made it more scary for the movie. Oh, sure, sure, um, yeah. But like, what do you think? Do you think that Mothman is intrinsically benevolent, malevolent, neutral? I think that uh, Mothman intrinsically is almost neutral in the sense that this being has the capability to foresee certain incidents that if we have that knowledge, it would be beneficial to us and and help us somehow to avoid certain calamities or certain issues or whatever. So I think in that sense, we would perceive it as benevolent. It may perceive it as news reporting. Right. Or just sort you know, of like almost doing it for the greater good, not necessarily for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah exactly like, right. Exactly right. Yeah. Got it. I, I, I think that's a very good interpretation. I think that on the other side, these forces that occasionally become visible to us that give us this information and things, I think there has to be some where there's emotional availability in these beings. There has to be some hurt feelings there or at least some, you know, what in the world's wrong with these people that they come and they bring us helpful information and we ignore it and we bury it or we go to the knee jerk rejection of it because of a religious attitude or this or that or the other. And, uh, you know, it it must just amaze beings on the other side that we have scientists that claim they want to discover these things. They do experiments and something happens and then they shut it down or they explain it away or they go off in some tangent and don't let the thing communicate to them how to more completely explore that and experience it. It it must be mind boggling to these beings, you know? Yeah, I agree. And also in the case of Mothman and and many other sightings, there is this like all of these people who 
join together in this town of Point Pleasant with their giant guns and grenades yeah. to go hunt this yeah. monster. And it's like, yeah. what if it's not a monster? What if it's exactly. actually just, you know, somebody who's trying to or something or some being that's trying to communicate something to us that's something and, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And we're such dum-dums yeah. that we're just like, kill yeah. it. <laughs> kill yeah. it. Yeah. And we and we have to understand you know, I, I, I try and get this across to people all the time. We have different appearances and beings on the other side have different appearances. They may not look like we think that they're going to look or like they ought to look or whatever. I mean, look at the stories of gnomes and trolls and fairies. Yeah. And so we have to understand that there are beings and intelligences and energies out there that are not going to present themselves to us as a 30-year-old, blonde-haired, white guy, you know, exactly. not <laughs> going to happen, not going to happen, okay? We also have to understand that there are intelligences out there that are real intelligence, but it's not human intelligence. Right. Now, I saw a documentary on TV, and scientists have proven that there's a species of tree growing over here and a different species of tree growing over here. And the roots underground, one tree will send out chemicals toward the other tree. Go, hey, back off, Jack. This is mine over here. Get <laughs> they have proven that species of trees recognize each other and will try and send more energy and more chemicals in the soil and more things to their own kind to help those develop and yeah. try and deprive other species from encroaching, coming in and getting those nutrients. That's intelligence, not human intelligence, but it's intelligence. Yep. There's one thing I think we've talked about before, but it's, it's worth mentioning again. There was a, a documented case. You can look it up online. It just astonished me. There was a guy that, the best I recall, owned a um, floral shop or greenhouse or whatever, and somebody murdered him in there. And they had no witnesses, couldn't figure it out, couldn't do anything. And so this one uh, detective, whoever he was, came forth and said, well, yeah, we do have witnesses. And they were like, what, what are you talking about? And he says, look around you. We're like, nothing but plants. He said, well, the plants saw the murder. And they were like, you're freaking nuts. You're freaking out of your mind. You're crazy. And so he said, let's do this. Let's develop a suspect pool. Let's do our leg work. And let's hook up a plant to these sensors. And let's bring in the suspects one by one in the suspect pool. So they did this. And they had this one guy that they had done enough leg work. They were pretty sure this was the guy responsible. So they brought him in with the, the group to run through before the plant. <laughs> the plant's the witness. <laughs> so they bring in first suspect, no reaction from the plant. They bring in the next suspect, no reaction from the plant. They bring in the guy that they're pretty sure is the guy that did it. Bring him in. The plant goes ape shit, friggin' crazy. Stuff off the chart. The, the needles, the sensors are going ape crazy wild. They take him out. They bring in the other guys, no reaction from the plant. No reaction from the plant, no reaction from the plant. So there was an intelligence there mm -hmm. with that plant. Not a human intelligence, but there was an intelligence there that recognized this, the guy that did the deed, man, yeah. and was able to translate that, to transmit that. Now, I've got a little precious dog laying over here by me. He understands my words better than I understand his barks. He knows my moods, my needs. He understands English. If I want to talk about doing something with him, like an R-I-D-E, I have to spell <laughs> that, otherwise he gets ultra excited. 
And there are certain words that he has learned to spell that we were disguising <laughs> from him and we spelled him. Now he's learned what the spelling is meant. <laughs> that's not human intelligence, but that's an intelligence. Yeah. So out there in all of these things, in the forest, in the rocks, there are, and, and in beings on the other side, there are intelligences, real intelligences, real understanding, not human intelligence but they can communicate with our intelligence. Now, some of them may only be able to, if somebody has the foresight to plant up the sensors and bring the guy in, that may be the only way they can communicate. Or right. with like the rock that I've got that's showing these things and words are coming and numbers are coming and things are coming up, maybe that's the only way it can communicate, but that's good enough. And maybe I've got to learn how better to communicate with it. So it's a work in progress. But right. there are these intelligences out there that we need to work on communicating with. Some of them may look like ogres. Some of them may look like fairies. Some of them may look like gnomes. Some of them may be rocks, plants, trees, whatever, stars. We don't know. And when they come to us, they may come to us as a mind, as an intelligence, as an energy, as an emotion. That may be how they manifest. Maybe they can only manifest as a picture, as an imprint or whatever. So in all of our research and investigation, we have to be so much more open than we are now to all of these possibilities. And I go back to what you said at the beginning. We haven't even scratched the surface. We really haven't. Yeah. And I think, like you said before, one of us said was the belief in the thing also gives the thing permission to be in your space. You know, the like yeah. you, it's the same thing. Being open is how you said it. You know, it's just this. Exactly. this you have to give it a chance. You don't have to be full on like a diehard like believer, right. you know, but you have to be open to it. And that's exactly right. the same exactly right. for, you know, healing. If you go in for a Reiki session or you go in for, yeah. you know, even a psychic session, if you go into a psychic yeah. session and you're completely closed off and you're like, this guy's a fucking twat. You know, he, right. you are going right. to have a worse reading than if you go in saying, you know what, I'm going to be open to this. I'm going to see. Exactly right. Exactly what's, right. What's you have to come. do that. And I, I tell my clients, I say, when talking about healing, physical healing, I say, you have to acknowledge in your mind that, you know, what if, what if physical healing is a possibility? And what if physical healing for me through some type of spiritual means, just what if that could happen? What yeah. if? What if that could be? And you open yourself up to that possibility, and then you can open yourself to the experience, however that comes to you. Through it's through crystal healing, through it's through Reiki, through it's through energy healing, through whatever. But you open yourself up saying, well, you know, what if? What if I could get well? What if there was some healing out there that could touch me? What if? And you open yourself to that possibility. Now, in doing that, and of course, people have legitimate concerns about doing that. They don't want to wind up with Jim Jones in the jungle drinking poison, <laughs> right? Fucking Jim um, Jones. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a lot of people out there that know how to con people, prey on people, take advantage of people. So you do have to be careful. Absolutely, yeah. you do have to be careful. You do have to be reasonably skeptical. You do have to be reasonably cautious. But in this, you have to open up to what if, what if. Yeah. And then you go about and you and you go to where the spirit leads you. And you investigate people. If you get a leading to go to a certain person and and they're a renowned, quote unquote, healer, but you think, man, this person's full of BS. None of this is making sense. Then get out of there. Don't spend your money with them. Don't yeah. fool with them. Go somewhere else. Try somebody else. Try something else. Just because somebody's got a big name or because they have a big 
big attraction or a big this or big that, whatever, don't mean they're legit. Truth. You know, truth. That's one thing we learned through Jim Jones and people like that. Absolutely. It doesn't mean they're legitimate. It means they're a good con artist. So yeah. you have to examine that. You do have to be careful. But again, you have to at least be open to the possibility. What if? And it may take several tries. It may take several things. You know, it's it's just one of the vagaries of this paranormal psychic realm, the supernatural realm, is it plays peekaboo with us for whatever reason. We don't get all the answers we want when we want them for whatever reason. There's a lot of, of digging and probing and, and things, and it takes a lot of real effort. And that's frustrating. But, yeah. you know, we have to keep trying. And one of the things we go back to that we talked earlier that prevents all of that, or at least impedes all of that, is the skepticism the religious bigotry, the tampering, the, the putting down of things from the press, the unwillingness to seriously investigate things, the people that have the answers, you do it this way and this will happen, and there's no room for anything else. And those things tend to kind of press things down. Maybe that's where some of the difficulty comes from. And you have to work your way through all that nonsense. But it is there, and I encourage people to, to try for it and to experience it for themselves and to make their lives better. And uh, it's a frustrating process, but, you know, I, we keep working at it. Yeah, we're doing the work. So we're doing um, the work. I just do want to ask you this last question. It's sort of twofold. Take your time. But first, <laughs> I want to know what's going on in your mind about what's happening with the government and aliens. And then also, if you have any last words in general about, you know, the paranormal, all of it since the last time we spoke. Well, I tell you, you know, the the problem with UFOs and the government, and we've already touched on the fact that ufology has become a cottage industry, and you go to these, you know, conventions hoping to get some type of truth or insight, and it's the same guy selling the same book and spouting the same thing, basically. And then with the government, I go back to what I've said before, the government absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt has to know what's going on, absolutely. has to know more than they're telling us. And there's there's several reasons for that. One of the anecdotal things that I, I always go back to maybe decades ago now, I was watching TV and I saw this documentary and one of our former CIA heads was interviewed in this documentary. And he said, now this is ages ago. I watched this damn thing. And this is one of our former CIA heads. And he said that the SR-71 Blackbird, and for younger people who don't know what that is, the SR-71 was our premier spy plane. It flew so high that it flew in subspace. And there was a Reader's Digest article. The Reader's Digest guy went up in the damn thing with a pilot. And he said with his gloved hand in subspace at speed, he touched the window and had to jerk his hand, his gloved hand away. The window was so high because yeah. the thing flew so fast. So it flew in subspace. It flew at a speed nothing could catch it. So high and so fast. And the CIA guy said that if you went to a putting green on a golf course and you put mm -hmm. two golf balls a couple of feet apart, and at that moment, the blackbird flew over in subspace at speed, which was, I don't know, what was it, 2,000, 3,000 miles an hour, whatever it was, that when it flew over and took a picture, when you developed that picture, you could clearly read which golf ball was a Titleist and which one was a McGregor. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's decades old technology. Imagine what we can do now. Mm -hmm. So extrapolate that another 10, 15, 20 years. We have to have somehow 
the technology, the capability, whatever. We have to know what's going on. Totally. We've had a remote viewing program. That's not even deniable anymore. No. Nope. Between the psychics, between the technology, between our spooks, our, our spies, <laughs> our investigations, everything else. We have to know what the frig is going on. Mm-hmm. Why will they not tell us? Now, you can do all the knee-jerk things. Oh, there'll be a mass panic. Oh, there'll be a No, there won't. There won't. It'll be the collapse of religion. No, there won't. There'll be people out there from the first Baptist down the street holding <laughs> hands around the flying saucer going, oh, Lord Jesus, save these aliens. Oh, Jesus, bring your Holy Spirit to these aliens. You know, come on, it's not going to collapse religion. Be realistic. Yeah. It's not going to collapse the economy because if they came landed on the White House lawn tomorrow, so guess what? We got free energy. Guess how long it's going to take to integrate that and institute that and get past all the roadblocks are to that. It's not going to collapse anything. Most of us have been sitting here for decades going, damn it, to hell, government, tell us what's going on. We're ready for it. We know they're here. We know they're real. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know? So the government continues to drag its feet. Why? I don't know. The UFO realm drags its feet. And why? I don't yeah. know. Well, I've experienced them. I've had daylight sightings. I'm in the presence of witnesses, other people besides me. I've had psychic communication with them that acknowledged what I asked them to do and absolutely no nothing further after that. I'm not any richer. I'm not any better looking. <laughs> I ain't healthier as a result of these things. And I've asked these intelligences, say, man, come on, come on, you know, and, and can't get it. So I don't know the dynamic there. I don't know what's going on. I know it's very frustrating. I know actions speak louder than words. Yeah. If I come in and tell you I love you and hit you in the face, Actions speak louder than words. So what do we have? We have abductions. We have nightmaric experiences. We have horrendous nightmares and tears. We have radiation burns, radiation sickness. We have implants. We have cattle mutilation attributed. All of these things. So actions speak louder than words. And I think we have to keep putting pressure on our government. We are the power. We the people. We have the power to do that, but we're not exercising it. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody ask me on a podcast a long time ago, and they said, how do we do this? I said, write your congressman. Now, if 30,000 people write their congressman one month and then quit, that's nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. Yeah. But if the next month, 100,000 people write the same thing, the next month, maybe a million people write. And the next month, two million people write, and it keeps coming, it keeps coming, it keeps coming. They're saying, tell us the damn truth. Tell us what's going on. And look, I saw a congressman interviewed on one of these shows, and he said, yeah, we we got the classified report that you guys didn't get, the public didn't get. And he said, right. some of it read like a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can say. Bullshit. Come on. Get real, people. Mm-hmm. Give us the goods, you know. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's people that are respected names, and now they've become big names. Now they got books out in the UFO community, and they're always teasing. Well, I know this, but I can't tell you. Well, I know that, but I can't tell you. Well, here's a really big thing, but I can't tell you. Bullshit. If you're going to tease us, just don't even open your mouth. Right. I'm from West (laughs) Texas. Put your damn cards on the table. You either got it or you don't, you know. So that's that's the problem with the UFOs still to this day. And then kind of wrapping up and, and everything we've talked about. And I'm glad it's not just me, Finn. I'm glad that you've seen this and perceived that we're kind of going into this pushback now against the paranormal. And if I could leave anybody with anything, it would be, look, 
be willing to be open, be willing to be receptive, be willing to try, put away your religious teachings, put away your dogma, put away your tradition, put away your fears, put away your, well, this is how so-and-so said it's done. Put all that away and let's go directly to the realm of spirit and say, okay, we're in some perilous times here. We always have been on this planet, but we are now and we need some help. We need some relief from the plagues and we need some relief from the wars and we need some healing and we need some insight. We need some guidance and we need some true understanding. And we're not going to get that if we point fingers at each other and if we shut each other down. And uh, I, I tell you, it hurts me not only spiritually, but it hurts me when I see people point the finger at other people and condemn a group or a race or a this or a that wholesale. And that's that's part of our problem. And that bleeds over into mm-hmm. our spirituality. One example of something that is wrong that bleeds over into spirituality that I read the other day. I read this as a quote in a major news article. And it said that this this one highly thought of think tank that is a conservative think tank, which I do not agree with. It said one of the greatest. Now, now listen to this. Listen to this. Not war, not plagues, not UFOs, not the possibility of interstellar warfare. One of the greatest detriments to the continuance of democracy on our planet is the educated liberal woman. Oh, for the love. The next, they're going to be putting up the stockades and the, the stocks in the town square <laughs> again, where you stick your head and your arms in, people come out and spit at you. And stuff. Are you kidding me? My Ridiculous. God, this is the nutcase stuff that we're waiting through right now. And we have to understand, you say, well, how does that affect spirituality, the psychic, the paranormal, all this, all that? It has emotional, spiritual, psychic, paranormal ramifications totally. because if the educated liberal woman is the greatest threat to the democracy in America <laughs> that there is, I know I, I still, I just, I choke <laughs> on it every time I freaking think about it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> if that's the greatest threat that there is now, what, tra- <laughs> what translates over into the paranormal realm to the spiritual dimension and where's the finger pointing going to be there? You know, yeah. it does translate over and we have to look at these things and we have to think, you know, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are, who are we pointing our fingers at here and why, you yeah. know, and what evidence is there to do that? I mean, there is just such rampant idiocy out there now on the left mm-hmm. and on the right. And the middle ground's gotten pretty shaky. And so we have to get to the point that we look at each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. When you say a <laughs> fucking yin, the liberal educated woman is the worst enemy of democracy. My God, it's like we have to understand we're in this thing, male and female together in this process. Some people decide, no, this ain't me. I got to be something else. Well, more power to you. And we have to understand that that transliterates then to the other dimension with other entities, other beings, other intelligences that may have a greater vision down the road than we do and a greater insight than we do and may want to come to us and say, hey, John, if you'll do this, you'll spare yourself some grief next week. But guess what? They don't look anything like I do. Yeah. And we have to be willing to accept that and understand that. We always have this fear of the other and that translates into the spiritual realm, the physical realm, everything else. And I guess if I could leave anybody with anything to get us started and, and get us going and hopefully pointed in that direction, that would be it. 
Here, here, John. I can't wait to tell my wife about the uh, educated liberal woman. I just, my mouth hung open and I, I looked at it and I said, you have got to be fucking <laughs> kidding. This, this is just, are you kidding me? I have known so many people in my life, women, educated liberal women, that were so much smarter than I am. And that gave me such a better insight into life that I would have otherwise not had. I mean, is this where we're at now? Is this where we're going? Ding I mean, we're, we're going to this. Yeah, we're going to this. Oh, my. I just, I just look, folks, we got to, maybe I'll be out there with a pussy hat on my head. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> you, we, we, we might have to turn this damn thing around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Jesus. <laughs> I will pay to see that. <laughs> no. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, for, for chatting. Oh, I love you. chatting with you, man. It's always a blast. It's always a good time. And to the people listening to us, you know, take take this stuff seriously and think about this stuff and condemn someone that's different than you. You're condemning a fellow human being. And likewise, if you downplay some experience from the other side, uh, you don't know what you're dismissing to your detriment. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, again, you're not open to everything and anything. You have to be cautious, reasonably skeptic, whatever. But, you know, you have to be so willing to say, hey, what if? And if the person or entity or being or energy comes to you to give you guidance that ain't what you want it to be, but it's speaking the truth to you, you better hold on to that truth and say, hey, man, thank you you know, yeah. and run with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And thank you. God bless you. God bless your wife. Mrs. and Mrs. Bless you both. Thank and you. And I look well. forward to doing it again. This has been a fantastic time. And uh, let's keep on trucking. All right. Thanks, John. Take care. Yes. I agree with John. I think he is a great dude. And, you know, it's true what he says about the fear thing. When I see a spider, my inclination is to always kill a spider. Why am I afraid of the spider, though? Because I've been taught to be afraid of the spider. And I think that's what happens with so many things. Queer people, people of color, aliens, ghosts, snakes, whatever. We're afraid of them because we've been taught to be afraid of them. And I would really like to unpack that. I don't know if there's hope for me in this lifetime to not be afraid of spiders, but I would like to try to be a little bit more open-minded about things that I think are scary. Also, I have to say, I was working at the cheese shop and bar I work at the other day, and I just said, we were doing something. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, wouldn't it be so weird if like an alien was watching us right now? They would be like, "This what, what we're doing right now is bizarre. They would be like, why are you doing that? I can't remember what it was, but you know, we do so many stupid things every day. And my coworker was like, what are you talking about? I never think about that. <laughs> I was like, how can you not? I mean, I think about that multiple times a day. Like, what would it be like if an alien was just like, why are you doing that right now? Like, what is that thing? Why are you listening to that right now? I think maybe it's my empathic nature, but I, I try to like put myself in alien shoes and like look down at the earth and think, huh. <laughs> so yeah. Do you all think about that? Do you empathically insert yourself in the shoes of I don't know, other entities from other dimensions that are watching us, like kind of scratching their heads. I would be curious to know. Let me know. Make sure you check out what John is up to. You can check him out at johnrussell.net. Also, of course, links will be in the show notes for this episode. All right, y'all. Have a great week. 
Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for following The Woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow The Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. The Order of Woo patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a woo topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewoo at gmail.com. Join me next week for another woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, 